Can I ask you a crazy question? Sure, that'd so, be crazy though. No. If you want to use your life, it's because you hate your life right now. You hate what you're doing. So that's the vulnerability in itself. Like you're open to it being present now. You're not buying anything I just said, are you? Look at that face. I'm dreaming, I'm dreaming, I'm dreaming, oh. I believe in this dream I've been dreaming, oh. I'm dreaming, I'm dreaming, I'm dreaming, oh. I believe in this dream I've been dreaming, oh. So we got Dr. Tess in the house, okay. world-renowned psychologist, no. psychic, mentalist, I'm not a psychic. I'm not a mentalist. <laughs> mentalist, influencer, girl boss, provocateur. Yeah. And, yes, I'll take that. And <laughs> and uh, troublemaker. Okay, I'm getting too wait, excited. Wait, wait, wait. Can you wait? Wait, I have to show you something. Is it the so onesie? This, this is, is, this is, is it, gonna, no, it's not the onesie, but this will go beautifully with the onesie. Check it the out. Crushed velvet. Handbag. It's a little, it's a little handbag. Oh, snap. Boss lady. Nice. Hello. That's Hello. a, that's a pretty sick, that's, that's a weapon, that thing. It, it, you, sharp edges as that's well. That's a weapon. Do not, do not mess with I me. Mean, Imagine that. And a purple jumpsuit. We're in business. You didn't want to mess with Tess to begin with, but with, with that <laughs> weapon, it almost looks like there's going to be like, that's, that's a little James Bond purse. You got, there's like 14 different assassination kind of weapons in there. I know. And that's it's like, it's absolutely that's not a mascara pen. Nope. That's, that's a poison dart coming at your face. Yeah. <laughs> We actually have, we have a book in the house about um, World War II. We've got a few books. We're looking at World War II at the moment. And, um, and there's, a, there's a section on espionage and there's spy weaponry. And it's so cool. You know, I grew up watching James Bond. And, you know, there's always that scene in a James Bond film where they are in the lab where they've devised some latest amazing, you know, pen that can kill you and things like that. But they literally had those things. They literally yeah. had pencils that were cameras and all sorts of crazy things. Really, really cool. So that's what's in my boss lady bag. <laughs> I like it. Espionage tools. Yes. I like there it. So, so when was the last time I like? When did we speak? I last? feel like it. I don't know. I well, feel like it's been it was a long before time, Puerto but... Rico, right? We didn't talk about my presentation in Puerto Rico. Yes, we did. We spoke we did? about how you killed it. You you nailed it. Oh, yes. we did talk we did. about it. So, but that, that's, then, yeah. that's, then we've spoken recently. Now we're like, I think and we're then, getting ahead. And you were going to see Brendan, but I can't recall if I've spoken to you since you were at Puerto Rico. Wait, I was going I mean, to go since, see Brendan? No, no, no. You were going to the resort. Uh -huh. I can't recall if I've spoken to you since then. It does seem like a long time, though. Oh, so we must have done our session while I was in Puerto Rico. We did. Did, oh, okay. So, oh, okay. So it's in between my speech and then the mastermind that I did. Yes, I think so. I think so. Got mm. it. Okay. So we stuck around for a couple extra days. Mm. Uh, it looked amazing. Me. I saw. Yeah, I don't care. Mm. I mean, it's great. <laughs> you don't care. Living on the beach is not my thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the mastermind was awesome, but I never, it was only to the last day. Like we woke up, I went to the, I went to his place and then I didn't get back till 10 o'clock. So it was like dark, mm. dark when I left, dark when I got home. And then on the last day we had half a day and like, wow, look at the view that we have here. This is crazy. Um, anyway, so, so I had what, three or four days in between. And instead of, instead of going home, yeah. Nina came down. Yeah. I had to buy an yeah. iPhone just for the thing. That's right. Uh, now I have an iPhone. Here it is. Nina flew down with. Are you still? Are you using it? Are you still? Are you in love with it? Uh, I'm using it. I'm not in love with it, but, but um, I'm used to it now. Uh, the Instagram. Did we talk about the Instagram story? We, we tell me again. You mentioned it before, but I can't remember what was so special. It has the stabilization on the stories. Yes. Oh, I remember that. I've been that talking about I love. that nonstop since you mentioned that. Yeah. That I love. There's some mm. annoying things like you can't download Instagram Lives on here. That drives me crazy. That's right. Yeah. That's why I have thought of well, getting an Android. Well, here's the thing. You can, download. you can download. There's a little button at the top left that shows up that lets you download it after you're done. 
if you went live only by yourself? Ah. So when you're done, if you go live and you're just, you're just doing Q&A or you're just going on some kind of rant or showing up your houseboat or whatever, when you're done, it'll say share the story or delete, right? But, but in the top left corner, there's this little down arrow. Yeah. If yep. you click that before you click share the story, you can download it to your phone. But if it's a little anybody bit like came Facebook. in, yes, but you have to, but yeah. once you click share the story, it's gone. That you option is gone. It. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. But if you bring anybody in on your live, then you can't download it. And that's pretty cool privacy protection, I guess, for the other person. They're doing know, an Instagram annoying, live but... in public. Like it's a live. I know. Jesus. Anyway, yeah, I know. so I have Android just for that. Um, okay. Yeah. So, so what happened next? So the, we had oh, so the... you're using an Android, you're using an Android for Instagram lives and you're using the iPhone for everything else. No, I use this still for Instagram lives because it has stabilization like in case something happens, but I use the Android just to download the Instagram lives and put them. So I have copies of them. Gotcha. Yeah. That's Got basically it. all we use the Android for. Mm. I mean, okay. this is a better phone than what I had. It's got a better camera, more space, all the other gear, whatever. Mm. All I care about is the better mm. camera and it has stabilization mm. on Instagram and I can, I message Brendan and the whole yeah. group. Yeah. 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 It's Brendan okay, Bouchard's so birthday went today, by the way. Turned happy birthday, Brendan. Happy birthday, Brendan. Although this is coming out at some point in the future. Yeah. Um, so we went and you'd be proud of me. So this is good. So I went, we had three always. days. I felt, uh, well, hopefully not always. Jeez, I have to disappoint you sometimes. <laughs> Otherwise, what am I doing? <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, okay, go on. <laughs> Well, again, I, I'm still waiting on my purple jumpsuit. I mean, you want to talk about disappointment. Let's right, there you go. Right. Come on, Carmichael. <laughs> get your act together. So, uh, Brendan told me on, uh, on the first day, like, hey, you have to go and, and make sure that you, you get what you came for. Like, you got to ask people for mm -hmm. things. And you, I'm such a giver that I have to make sure that I'm asking people for whatever I need to get out of this event. Right. So, it's, it's 20. 20, 20, 25 people, something like that. And everybody is a high, like great at what they do. And we weren't supposed to say the names, but then they took pictures and put it all over the Instagram. So it was guys like Jay Shetty and Tom Bilyeu and Dean Graziosi and Russell Brunson sort of click funnels. And um, also some awesome people I'd never heard of, like the woman who's um, the woman who just sold a business for $1.4 billion. Um, it, it cosmetics. I think it's called It Cosmetics. Anyway, she's awesome. Um, and, and a bunch of other super successful people who may not be like frontline names, um, but have done, they're the best at what they do. So, you know, um, a lot of the stuff that I teach in my books and in my materials and everything, they're already, they're teaching it too, right? Like believe in personal development and like that's what Brendan and Dean and a lot of these guys, Lewis Howes and Jay Shetty, like they're all teaching it themselves, just their own version of it. So really like YouTube is a thing that I'm just way better. Oh, oh we got a guest. We got a guest behind you. Who have we got? <laughs> Ezra Henry. <laughs> He's sneaking in. He almost didn't have clothes on. <laughs> we almost yeah, had a streaker. Right? We almost had a streaker. Um, so YouTube became the thing that like, what am I world class at that I'm way better than anybody at this table? YouTube. Yeah. So, so yeah. helping people with the YouTube, but, but not, you know, not all the conversations filtered around YouTube because they're talking about other stuff. Um, so, so then I started, I started asking people for stuff. So I brought my book. I didn't have, Oh, I have my book. This is it. This is the real thing. This is the actual so built exciting. to serve. Yeah, this it's is so it. Exciting. This is cool. I'm, I'm, it's awesome. Anyway, so my wife brought down your one word, my first book, wrapped in Built to Serve the book. So I had a copy of it, but it wasn't a real copy. And so my first ask was, okay, I, I want to try to get some pictures with people and help promote the book, right? And some guys I knew would say yes, like Brendan would say yes, and Dean would say yes, and Tom Elise would say yes, and Lewis would say yes, like people who I already had a relationship with. But some of the other people who... I had just met at that event uh, and had very little context on 
made me nervous to say, hey, like, you want to take a picture yeah, with my book? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but by the last day, like I did, I, pretty much anybody who was a name, like anybody who had any kind of following, um, I took a book and, and hedged it a little bit to say like, hey, let's take a picture together and we could do one with the book and help, that helps promote me or we could just do one without the book if that's uncomfortable. And everybody said with the book. So I was like, okay, great. Hey. Um, nice. So we got a whole bunch of pictures. Um, uh, Brendan said uh, one of his best strategies for his book was he had different people read a couple of sentences from it. So he yep. had Larry King read like two, three sentences of his book, mm. made that into a video and you know, promoted it. So then I asked him, Hey, Brendan, will you read two, three sentences from my book? <laughs> He's like, yep, I'll do it. Um, nice. Problem was I didn't have a copy of the book for him to read. So uh. I, I went to my laptop, downloaded my ebook version, opened up your one word, found a blank page and wrote out lines from built to serve in there. And so he held up what looked like built to serve, with with lines from Built to Serve and then read it, which is great. Right. And I'm panicking that right. like he's not going to read my handwriting. It was it was like the neatest handwriting I've ever done, because mm. he's got to read it in front of the camera. And I mean, I guess yeah. if you messed up, it's fine. But I was I was panicking. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we got that. But but I also got I also made some asks that then I got nose on right. So which which mm -hmm. um, excited me uh, because. Because it's always like, yeah, yeah, ask. And of course you're going to get a yes. Of course people support you. It's like, oh, yes, of course Brennan said yes. And of course people took a picture with the book. Great. But then, but then what happens when they say no? You know, yeah. what happens when you don't get what you asked for? What happens when like maybe you asked for too much and you, you right? Um, so so I, had to find, I had to find out where the line was, right? Because this stuff now mm. is getting too easy. Mm. So now like, okay, I need to ask for something more. Uh, and, and I need to get, I need to get shut down. I need to get rejected. Like, where's the line until I get shut down? It's like, it's too far. Um, yeah. Which was around the email campaign. So part of what a lot of people are asking for is, is around books, right? Like Jay Shetty is launching his book and Prince, uh, I think Prince e is getting his book. Anyway, a couple of people are launching their books and Brendan and Dean are like, and Russell Brunson are the masters of mm. the book sequence, funnel, email follow-ups. Um, so I asked, Brendan's guy and I asked Russell for their email sequences and he said no. <laughs> they, they politely said basically just well sign up for mine and you'll get you'll get them like just go to the landing page and but there's so yeah. many there's like abandoned cart sequences and then there anyway so they, they could have just yeah. exported it and send it to me but they didn't want to um, and, and nobody's like sharing their exact emails anyway. So across the line, that's a no, it's a hard no. I got my hand, you know, slapped in the cookie mm. jar. Um, so it was good. It was good. And it's good. I, I think it's good to ask the questions too, because some people, um, obviously some people will say yes to things that you expect them to say no to and vice versa. And, and I think you do need to test those boundaries sometimes, especially, um, you know, with peers who are, whether they're formal mentors or just, you know, peer, men, peer mentors, people, people will share incredible things sometimes, but you also need to know, like you say, where the boundary is. There's nothing wrong with asking. It also takes courage, you know, to ask those questions, you can push it yourself. I'm, I'm happy. Um, and then I asked, yeah. I asked Brendan if I could speak at his event that just happened in, in wherever, San Diego. Yeah. And he didn't write back. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, you know, ouch. Uh, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like yeah. messaging back and other stuff, but not that. It's like, okay. Mm. Okay. So it's a no. Mm. It's fine. I mean, mm. I just, I spoke at his last two events and I just was at his mastermind. It's like, okay, maybe it's too much, Evan. That's yeah, okay. Yeah. That's fine. Okay. Um, okay. And then I emailed and I asked uh, somebody else for something else, mm. not in the group, something else and didn't get a response. Like, okay. Okay. Great. Yeah. Feeling, feeling the, you know what the thing in my head was, um, mm. when Oprah started making money, she had a bunch of yeah. people, uh, message her to say, Hey, can you donate to this cause and this cause and this cause? And she always felt like she had to say yes. Cause she felt 
bad about disappointing people. Um, and then, and then finally she decided she, she's going to say no, like, unless it, unless it's actually part of what she cares about, she's going to say no. And mm -hmm. so the next guy who called her was, you know, a dear friend of hers who wanted her support for some cause that was important to him. And, um, and she said, I'm sorry, I can't on this one. So it's a no. And then the guy said, okay. And then she said, okay, like, that's it. Just like that. She had this big thing in her head that he was yeah. going to like not be her friend anymore. And yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway. So, so just kind of getting used to that, I guess. So, so yeah. I'm, I've made a, a habit of every day trying to do uh, mm. something that is just a little bit outside the comfort zone, whether it's an ask, whether it's a challenge, mm. a task, um, so yeah. And mm. some people write back and say yes. And yeah. sometimes they don't. So I'm going to have a yeah. bunch of them coming up cause I got my book coming up. Um, there's a so bunch of is there, who, where's the book release date? Is it still the date you thought it was going to be still March? March 17th. Yeah. Locked in. Wow, fantastic. Yeah. So coming up, it um, feels like that's come around so quickly. Uh, yeah, we're, we're tight. Two like weeks? we're, we're yeah basically just over two weeks from when we're recording this i don't know by the time this yeah. is up but like it's <clears throat> book is soon like it might have been like yeah, launch yeah. day i don't know um so we're from two weeks out so from tuesday out i'm doing a big campaign um pre-order i'm actually launching it while i'm in san diego because i'm speaking at this mm. the social media marketing world um yeah so exciting yeah, so wow. I'm I have to hit up all my influential friends and say, Hey, can I come on your show? Hey, do you mind reading a passage mm -hmm. from my book? Hey, mm -hmm. you know, um, mm -hmm. which causes me anxiety. So, uh, great. Now we got to do it. I've been waiting to actually get copies of the book. So yeah. I, they only sent me 12. It's like, what am I going to do with 12? I can't do anything with 12 copies. I need, I need like, like what are we doing here? Well, we got to, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, we got to get copies out to people to build momentum, right? Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna like yeah, my yeah. dog's gonna eat one, and then it'll, you know, it's like something's gonna get torn up, and like, you know, what are you gonna yeah. do with twelve, right? Um, so I'm just waiting for them. Mm -hmm. We have some hit in the U.S. I got a warehouse there, and then I got a bunch coming to Canada. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and then and then I got to start reaching out and hitting people up and saying, hey, can I yeah. uh, come on your show, or can you do a reading for me, mm -hmm. or? Uh, what so that's gonna cause me anxiety but it's good it's good though it yeah is good. time to get time yeah. to get into ask mode uh yeah there's a default to give mode so we're gonna get into ask mode it's gonna happen that's nice i like it i like it i like it um, and what's happened with getting back into the u.s uh so i mean i got in when I talked to you, I was in Puerto Rico. That's in the U.S. You, you still go through U.S. even though it's a territory or whatever that is yeah right it's um you go through U.S. immigration, so uh, right. I'm probably gonna have to do the same thing. Like I'm gonna get until I get my visa, I'm gonna get flagged every time I go down. So did you get any hassle when you went to Puerto Rico? Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. First, I mean, first off, you got to stand in a well. Listen, this is this is not even first world problems, but you got to stand yeah, in yeah. the in the in the main line, right? Because they took my Nexus. <gasps> No, <laughs> I got the Nexus card, which then lets you just skip Go through. everything, yeah, yeah. right? Yep. But and even if you're flying business class, in in Europe, if you're flying business class, you get a different line. Yeah. Uh, here at Air Canada Terminal, you don't. It's like one big line, or your, or you have Nexus. So mm. first, you have to sit in the giant line, and then and then once you get to the front of the line, they take you to immigration. So. Mm. It's just a giant, and then you sit there for an hour waiting to get, you know, your turn to come up, and 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 you know they're they're supposed to be hard on you, and they're trying to catch people who have histories and a record yeah. or whatever, right? Yeah. So yeah, fair enough. Um, so I'm expecting that on Sunday we have to be at the, my flight's at eight something, so I got to be there like I don't know at five, just to sit there and make sure I get through everything. Um, and I've got another event. I'm speaking at Russell Brunson's book launch in nice. Boise. Uh, I, don't, I forget when that is. Anyway, we'll see when I get my visa yeah. and 
hopefully that speeds everything up. So then I can apply for my Nexus again and just, just kind of pains to make it happen. But getting to Puerto Rico was a big deal and that like, okay, I can still get into the U S I just can't go do a 90 day tour. Right. So yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. And like, and there's nothing on my history. I've been traveling to the U S for yeah, yeah, 20 yeah. years, never stopped for anything ever. So, you know, yeah. one guy on a bad day and, and whatever. everything changes for a while. Yeah. We'll see. For a while. We'll see. I still maybe get flagged by immigration, but at least I can skip the first line and get, get mm. right there. Um, mm. Anyway. So, so what I've been trying to work on mm. since that Puerto Rico uh, speech that actually just went up on my on my YouTube channel. So you can see the oh, cool. Dr. Tess magic happening in action, the vulnerability yeah. on stage, the authenticity, nice. The, nice. the crap challenge coming out. Um, <laughs> I've been trying to find ways to work it into more stuff, more content, my mm. videos, my, mm. that was the kind of the homework after our last session is like, how do you make yeah. that part of your daily thing? So yesterday was my, interview public facing day and I'm trying to share about how I get anxiety and uh, nervous to do things and I can do it in some context. It makes a lot of sense and others. It's still just like bold, confident. I know exactly what I'm talking about and you have to go do this thing right now. Mm. Um, so I haven't figured out mm. how to bring it into everything, but the work in progress but, but then it, it can't be forced either you know you can't bring vulnerability you can't turn vulnerability on just because you want it there you know vulnerability is being open to what comes and if confidence is what comes then that's 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 fine um i noticed um i was actually talking to my husband about this last night over dinner uh, about the trip i've been on and noticing just little things about the colors, I guess, of how we interact with each other, not my husband and I, but how people interact with each other. Um, and noticing when you step into that confidence zone, it feels, when it feels right, it feels right. And mm -hmm. you can't force confidence just as you can't force vulnerability. It's just illogical to assume that you can force vulnerability. But I think what I'm loving is that you, you're open to it. So that's the vulnerability in itself. Like you're open to it being present now. You're, you're open to the fact that it exists. It's there. You're not buying anything I just said, are you? Look at that face. Ah. Ah. Yeah. I, I don't think it's a black and white thing, but I, I think you can, I think in, I think I can do it a lot more. I think, I think in almost, I think in almost every circumstance you could like, even in how I answer your question, I could choose to lean into vulnerability and tell one story mm. or choose to lean into confidence and tell something else. Yeah, true. I think what I noticed, the difference that I noticed is that you're more aware of an option there for, a, a, you know, the option to lean into the vulnerability or you're aware of the opportunity to be vulnerable um rather than it being glossed over and i remember you know our very early conversations it was all there was no you were not able to really recall moments where that would have been possible right i didn't know how to do it it's, yeah it's much more yeah. present now hmm. i was open to cool. it i was open to it i just didn't know how to do it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So I, I think it's about opportunities, you know, recognizing an opportunity when it presents itself to be real and present and authentic, all those words that we throw around easily, but they right. actually do mean something very, very powerful. Uh, you know, I talk a lot about authenticity and integrity and what that actually means and how it sits with strength and vulnerability all in the one melting pot being open to the opportunities to, to step into that and just be your real you. Right. That's it's gold when those opportunities come, you know what I mean? They're, they're pretty special. So I think the reason why I was like moving <laughs> while you were talking is one, I have a piece of celery stuck me. in the back of my mouth that I can't get out. It was really bothering me. Is that me. what's going on? <laughs> uh, and two, um, it's easy to take, what you said and then use it as an excuse for not to not to take action oh yeah well that's true 
right? And that like, oh, well, yeah. in that conversation, it just, there was just no opportunity for me to be vulnerable. So I crushed it and was confident. But I'm like, I could have made it happen somewhere in like a half hour conversation. Mm. There was no way for me to inject mm. vulnerability into it. Yeah. I think that's, yeah. right? Yeah. So that's like where I don't want to yeah. give myself the out, you know? Mm. I think it's mm. possible with every conversation, maybe not in every question, but somewhere in a half hour interview, there's got to be a way to inject mm vulnerability until yeah. that makes me scared right so that's like yeah, on yeah. my mind i'm trying to so if i don't get it it's easy for me yeah. to slip back into confident here's what you do here's the same 18 questions that get asked over and over again and like i'm gonna crush this interview let's go um mm. that's like just show up in tons of fun it mm. takes an extra step of thinking to say huh okay like maybe i answer it a slightly different way and try to bring mm. the vulnerability in yeah, yeah, I, I I know what you're saying. I use I use humor to deflect vulnerability. So when I get silly, when I get you know raucous, um, when I'm making people laugh, um, which I do a lot of, uh, it's often it's often not always, but it, it's often one of my little shields that I carry around to to keep the vulnerability at bay especially if we're talking about, you know, difficult times that I might've had as a kid or difficult times I might've even had as a business owner. And I'm happy to talk about difficult times in business. But when we talk about how I felt about it, sometimes that, that humor comes up as my defensive shield. And I think that we all have our own variation on that theme. And for you, it's the crushing it stuff, you know, I'm going to launch into just being really powerful. And I know exactly and confidence and depth, that, that. I still don't feel though like it's a shield. Like I don't mind telling it as long mm. as it doesn't throw somebody else under the bus, right? Like mm. I'm not going to talk mm. about my mom or something or my dad or my wife or sister in a, in a context that I know they wouldn't appreciate, but anything about yeah. me, mm. whatever, I don't care. So I don't see it as a shield that I'm like protecting myself and so I'm gonna go into confidence. It's more that I don't even have the awareness to know that, yeah. oh, if I told the story this way, maybe it can have a much bigger impact because people love that stuff, right? Like mm. I ended the, um, the speech, I think I should always, I'm, I'm thinking of leading my speech with this on Sunday where I ended my speech last time saying, I will never come and talk to you, but please come and talk to me. Cause I told them that I'm yeah. introverted and have anxiety and like, I never talk to strangers and I'll never go up, but I love serving. I love helping. Mm -hmm. I want you to get a result. Mm -hmm. So please, I'm here for three more days. If you see me in the hall, you have a question, please come up and talk to me. Cause I will never come and talk to you. And everybody laughed and, and a bunch of introverts came up afterwards. And like, I normally don't come and talk to people because you said that. Oh, I, was, I love that. And like I some people wanted that. a hug and, and oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so in that, it's like it's given people more permission to come and, and ask me questions and make them feel more uh, confident that it's possible for them, even if they're introverted or shy or have anxiety to do things. Uh, yeah. So it's like it actually gets my message out better to a mass audience as opposed to just the mm. confidence in what I'm doing and the message. Yeah, because it's relatable. Yeah, I think yeah. we talked about this before. You know, right. people recognize themselves in what you say. It's like, oh my God. And that was the whole point of your talk, right? People recognized the anxiety before going on stage. Whereas if you never if you never let people into that, people will think they can't aspire to do or be anything like you because you've got it all together and they just don't feel like they could ever have it all together as much as you do. And this is where, you know, openness to vulnerability and sharing is so powerful because it's, it's about connection. People can connect with that. They can relate to that. They see themselves in your journey or your story or your anxiety. I think, oh, well, maybe, maybe I could. Yeah, maybe I could. People have a lot out. of anxiety. A lot of people do. You know, I mean, I'm thinking about also um, Adele, who has, you know, Adele has spoken about her anxiety and uh, the fact that it was taking so much out of her to mm. sing live on stage because she, she could overcome the anxiety, but it just would then thoroughly deplete her. Right. Um, she's at least for now decided not to, well, the, I don't know if this is true, uh, but my understanding is she's decided to take a break from live performance just to not go through that for a while. 
See, I hate that. Dead. <laughs> I'm dead. I hate that. However. Oh my God. Like that's my fear. It's like that I'm going to, I'm going to not do it because of anxiety. It's like, there's no way, even if I thought that there's no way I'm going to do that. But I can understand her prioritizing too. She's got a young kid, you know, 100%. she's, where's she, where's she putting her energies? You know, I'm not judging her. Thinks, I'm judging no, myself. No, no, of course not. Make, yeah, I'm exactly. judging myself you know, for making a decision. So I, I, different choices. I updated yeah. my Instagram bio to Did you? introvert entrepreneur oh, you told me this. Yes. trying to solve the world's biggest problem. My number one fear is disappointing you. Networking events give me anxiety. Hashtag belief. Love it. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. Uh, I we'll love see. It. I mean, Instagram bios, Twitter bios are yeah. a constant evolution, right? You, you, like, you don't stick with one for five years. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, that may not be the final version, but, but definitely mm-hmm. I, have to be, I, have to, I have to lean into it more. Yeah. 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 I'm just thinking I had like eight or 10 different interviews yesterday. I could have maybe, maybe half of them I did a really good job on and the other half I either mm-hmm. totally missed it or just kind of surface level stuff yeah, yeah. i was very excited because i was supposed to do an interview with i was going to interview uh a woman on instagram who's like a tv show host and female entrepreneur and one i'm trying to get more women entrepreneurs on my show period so i was pumped for that yeah but she posted um on her instagram and and this is what uh my guy who's booking these events these people for me uh i, I had no idea who she was Right. We talked about that causing me anxiety before, right? Like, I don't know who they are. I need to prepare. I need to have like this entire, right. Um, so I now figure, Hey, if, if they have a sizable Instagram following and, and whether they're an actress or a singer or a, like, I can find something around success to connect with them on. Yeah. Right. Even yeah. if they're not an entrepreneur, like if, they're building their movie career or something. I could still find something to have a group conversation because believe runs mm. through everybody. All of it. All of so it. So that, mm. that gave the freedom to my guy to say, Hey, you know what? Just anybody over 250 K who has, who has some kind of positive message, reach out and let's do an interview. So that's his mandate. So he booked this woman on, uh, and she, po- I looked at her Instagram feed and she had this post about, having anxiety and said, this is it. This is my chance. This is going to be the anxiety show. I'm going to ask her how she handles it because mm. she's a TV host. How do you, how do you, you know, deal with it when you go on TV and I figured it'd be, and that was it. That was the amount of research I did because I figured from the conversation, just trust that Evan will yeah, take yeah. over and we'll have a great conversation. Yeah. Uh, she got the time wrong. She's on the West coast. I'm on the East coast. She got it flipped. So we didn't have a, we didn't end up having it. Um, ah. Damn. But but whatever, like we're rescheduling, but you I make it happen. Yeah. yeah, but but that's the worst part, right? It's like you get all the. I was so I had so much anxiety for getting into the call, and then we're here, and then she doesn't show up. Like, come on, are you kidding me? Then it feels worse. It's awful. Yeah, yeah, it's awful. <laughs> anyway, really rough. Yeah, I still think that's the biggest challenge is figuring mm. out how to incorporate more into my videos, into my mm. speeches, into the content. Mm. I'm just looking at my Instagram feed right now. It's like, I don't, I don't, I don't, apart from my bio, I don't see that popping up enough. Mm. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think, I think everybody's got those little vulnerabilities and, um, you know, I find it very hard to be directive with people who I think know more about something than I do. Um, And one of the things I did while I was away on the houseboat was I actually talked through some of the things I need from Steve, like it was actually um, our, our mutual agent, Steve. Um, some of the things that I need help with from Steve and to be really clear and directive. And I know that that's what Steve has wanted from me, but I've found that a challenge. I found it, it made me feel very um, tricky, I guess, around, well, well, how directive can I be? How pushy can I be? So one of the things I did with um, Nicola on this houseboat was, Okay, let's get clear. Let's figure out what it is you want. Let's figure out how you're going to, how, how that looks. Let's get to be direct. And so the email went out and uh, he hasn't replied. <laughs> but that was, it was hard for me to be open to being that directive. And um, now that I've done it once, I can do it again. You know, and I think for a lot of people, there are these things that, it's too hard. It's too hard. I can't do it. Full stop. And I think a lot of people forget to put the yet 
at the end of that statement. Like I can't do it yet, but if I can just do it once, then maybe maybe then I could do it again and again and again, like live streaming and all of those things that people find so challenging. I haven't done it yet, as opposed to I can't do it ever. This is a subtle language difference, but it's yeah. important. Yeah. I'll, I'll trigger earlier on the like, the, like it, when you said it's too hard or it's too big a challenge, yeah, yeah. like, yeah. okay, now I have to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. because you said those yeah. words. Yeah. Just because yeah. I said it was too hard to myself, like, oh, okay, it doesn't matter. Now I have to do it. So like it, hmm. it even, it just bypasses, like what you're having <laughs> is a logical conversation on, I can't do it yet. So catch it and triggering yourself to then logically say, hmm. okay, well, I just can't do it hmm. yet but you you may not catch that part of it fast enough and the yeah. emotions take over so and i think so i think too for me if, certainly for me anyway it's it's i think the dog would like to join us just a minute he's very cute he's nine um you know for me the if, if i'm stuck with something it's clarity it's not that i can't do it it's i can't see how to do something if i'm in that zone of this is difficult for me so the clarity and once I get the clarity on what the simple steps are that I need to take in order to do the thing, then I'm fine. Then I'm fine. See, I don't know. I disagree. I think, I think the how like never matters. Yeah. It's the decision to do it. And then you can figure out yeah. the how it's the clarity yeah. over the decision that this is happening. Tess, we're mm -hmm. doing this. So figure yeah. it out. And then you yeah. just go figure it out. And like, who cares if the first yeah. step is right or not? Yeah, I think we're agreeing. I actually think we're agreeing, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just distracted by fluffiness here with my dog. Um, I think, you know, and for some people... How friendly is that dog? It doesn't look like a friendly dog. He loves me. No, I know he loves he you, but I feel like if somebody came oh, over no, to the house... Super, no, no, no. He is super friendly. Really? And, um, yeah. And Listen, we, um, Miles, you don't look very a... friendly. I'm going to get a lot of hate <gasps> on this. He doesn't... I mean, he looks very chill right now, but I can everybody, imagine him... Everybody loves Miles. He's a bit of a star. Everybody loves wow. Miles. And we have a big park outside our apartment building and he runs with the biggest grin on his face. Wow. And everyone says to me, look at how happy your dog is. He is wow. just smiling at everybody, which is true. But he's he not a big, it. he does not, he's not a big barker or yapper. No. Wow. All right, cool. No, he's very, he's a gentleman. Well, I apologize, Miles. I only allow gentlemen into my apartment. No yappers or barkers. No, we don't. All right. You have proved wrong. Oh, he's lovely. Right. Um, if he gets a fright, so if someone knocks at the door and he gets a fright, he'll bark for two minutes, but then he'll lick the person to death when they come inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think, you know, for some people, I was talking about this on the weekend too, yeah, the fear of, uh, and this is a big one for a lot of people, uh, the fear of the criticism that comes from those closest to them. Um, you know, so everybody says, oh, well, you're going to put yourself out on, online. You're going to put yourself out there. What about trolls? And people actually aren't as scared of trolls when they dig into it as they are of, you know, their friend next door or their professional colleague or their parents or their cousins or their aunts. You know, that those comments that can really cut to the quick and cut people off at the knees. Um, I've noticed, you know, just how much that keeps people from being vulnerable and open and talking about their experiences and putting themselves out there online. Um, do you, I mean, you've got a large following and you get, I would guess, you, you know, the volume of comments that you have and you've got somebody who helps you with all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but do you have people whose comments affect you like that or do, do they not comment on your stuff or do they not no. see your stuff? I mean, they... so here's the thing. So one, if it, if it's somebody who I don't know, who's leaving a nasty comment, I'll, I'll get, I'll, the emotions in me will rile up if it's against somebody that, that I know, like if I'm in a, if I have a picture with you from something mm -hmm. and somebody's like attacking you, that'll get me pissed off. Yeah. But yeah. if it, if it's come after me, it's like, I'll default into empathy mode. Like I had a guy today he posted, I posted one of my cartoons on LinkedIn and he's just like attacking the cartoon. It's like, why is that guy wearing sneakers? And he doesn't look like he's happy. It's like, it's a cartoon. Dude, are you kidding me? And, and so it's like the, the amount, and then he's getting into a fight with somebody else who's like, and they're going on this threaded comment about like the cartoons. Like, are you kidding me? Like you, 
Anyway, so I imagine like, man, this person, if he's thinking this way, must so hate his life. Like this is his entire life. He just gets yeah. into fights. Because that, yeah. if, if that's how you're doing it here, like you're doing that everywhere. Mm. He's going home and he's yeah, getting yeah. into stupid fights with his, with his wife and his friends and his, like he just hates his entire, his entire life is filled with these mm -hmm. stupid petty mm -hmm. fights and nobody actually mm -hmm. wants to be his friend. Like that's what I'm telling myself. Yeah. And so now it's really hard to hate this guy when you realize how yeah. much he hates his whole life. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And yeah. so my default response will just be sending you love, man. And, and uh, Twitch is, mm. is the best for this. So I, I stream, stream on Twitch, right? And, and yeah, yeah. It's, there's a lot of kids who just go on Twitch who yeah. are like super negative and super toxic, right? And, and a lot of them may not know me because people in my community know me. But, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and tilting is an expression in gaming where you get so pissed that something happens that you just throw the game. Right. Like somebody, somebody killed you or some, you made a mistake and like, Oh, and then you're like, you just, you just give up on mm -hmm. the whole game. Mm -hmm. And it's, mm -hmm. it's rough in a, in, in the game I play you're five against five. Mm -hmm. So if one of your teammates mm -hmm. tilts and throws the game away, it's, it's really hard to win because now you're yeah, playing yeah. four against five. Right. Um, and so people in the comments are either one saying, Evan, don't tilt. You just died there. Don't tilt. It's like, you don't even know who you're talking to. You think, you think like that I died in a video game is going to get me all upset. Are you kidding me? He's like, you have no idea. Um, and then like, it's sweet, Larry. It's super, but it's like, but it's so in the gaming culture. Um, and and on, I, I have to watch out for not using psychological warfare to my advantage because I can so easily tilt the other team. <laughs> Yeah. And then they get upset and then like, they're trying to tilt me. It's like, oh, you're not going to tilt me, but I can get you. And so I have yeah. to, I have to like, Oh, don't be evil. Mm -hmm. I want to win so bad, but like, Oh, Oh, cause if you just mess up one person on their team, you win. Yeah. 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 Just yeah, yeah, psychological yeah. warfare and you win. Yeah. So I have to, I have to yeah. really like every now and then it slips out. That's my dark side. The competitive side slips out, yeah, yeah, yeah. but, uh, but I try to refrain it. Cause I could, I could win a whole mm -hmm. lot more games if I just mm -hmm. went hardcore mm -hmm. on, finding the weakest link and just push because everybody goes, not everybody, a lot of people go there. They just came back from school or a job that they hate and they're like massively frustrated, you know, emotions on the high and they're just ready to, to freak out. <laughs> so I guess you have to remind yourself that you might be, you might actually be fledging an eight year old. <laughs> oh, I don't care. I want to win. Right. I mean, that yeah, side right. of heaven takes over. Like it doesn't matter. I want to win, but, but I've had to catch myself. Like, okay, okay, okay. You know what? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. let's send yeah, love. Yeah. People come up and attack me. Sending you love, sending you love, sending you love, man. Yeah, That's yeah. like the default reply. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so to your, to your question, um, a total stranger leaving a comment, that's where I'll go by default. Yeah, like yeah, this yeah. person hates yeah. everything in their life. So yeah. it's really hard to be angry at them. Um, mm -hmm. If it's somebody close to me, like if Nina said something or, or if Dr. Tess came on and said, Evan, man, that video sucked. You're so ugly and, and your breast stinks or like, I don't know, whatever. Like I'm, if it's a constructive criticism, I love it, right? Like tell me I suck. Mm. If you said, hey, Evan, your intro sucked and you should do this, that's the best. So it yeah, has yeah. to be something where it's like not constructive. You're just trying to hate yeah, for whatever yeah. reason, right? Like, yeah, like yeah. I call your dog mean or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, my default mode would be then Tess must be having a really bad day for something, right? Like this isn't how Tess normally is because I don't have anybody in my life who's normally like that. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I think some people do though. I think right. some people do. I think some people have, have people in their lives who feel that it's okay to comment and criticize and give them a hard time about things. Um, I mean, I my advice, talk about it. Like you, you just, you limit. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. You we will not talk about like. these things, right? This, this, yeah, this topic yeah, yeah. is off limit because it just causes a rift in our relationship. That's right. Yeah. And, and, I, and I think that's sensible. I, I often say to people, you know, don't be afraid to block friends and family, specific friends and family from your work related or business related profiles. You know, that it would be like going to a 21st birthday. You ask to give a speech and you get up and you speak about your special interest in immunobiology, immunobiology or, I don't know, genetics or whatever. It's the wrong audience. 
<laughs> you, know? yeah. uh, you, you can't expect, you know, a party audience to be interested in what you do or to get what you're doing as an entrepreneur or a business person. So if they don't get it and they comment accordingly, they don't belong in that room. They belong in a different room. So I usher think, them to the right room and keep them out of the wrong room. I think people need to learn how to be adults in relationships with people who are older than them. Mm. You have to be the adult mm. with your mom. Mm. Mm. With mm. your older yeah. sister or your older brother. Mm. Like stop expecting yeah. them to do the right thing all the time. Yeah. They yeah, don't have boundaries. any boundaries. You need to set the boundaries and then stick to them. That's right? right. So like yeah. there's a friend yeah. of mine who anytime religion comes up, ends up in this giant debate. And it's like, yeah. I don't want to, so it's like religion. Okay. You know what? Anything else? Great. So we're just not going to talk about this because that causes mm. a strain on our friendship. So we're going to stick mm. to these other things. Right. It's the mm. same thing. Like mm. if your mom is upset that you're not married yet, you're allowing that to happen. Like you need to set the boundaries mm. And understand that you need to be the adult mm. in this situation. Mm. You're mm. still expecting your mom to be your, your mom who's mm. making all the right mm. decisions for you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's hard for some people. You know, we're talking about vulnerability, and I think that really pushes a lot of people's vulnerability button. Okay, but you know, that, that's you know, a super hard. Yeah, yeah. But we do hard things. To, I think we do, that's right. We right? do hard things, do right? Like things. Hard, hard things. everything we, you want in life is on the other side of hard. Yeah. You complain yeah, you or you do the hard thing. In every situation, you, you complain you or you do the hard thing. Like, you do the things that make you want to vomit and then it's easier on the other side. You know, it, it, it actually feels better when you set the boundary and stuck to it, even though it felt like you were going to throw up. See, I don't like the, so I like the feeling better. I don't like the, I don't like feeling easier. There's this, there's this great saying that I I forget where I heard it. They said African saying, I love it so much. We talk about it, the mountain. Okay. 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 Do we talk about the mountain? Nah, this is the one. Oh my, I love this so much. I don't know. I I almost want to make my new Instagram bio. I might have to after today. Okay. Okay. Behind the mountains are more mountains. Yes. It's yes. so good. I love it. It's like, it's I the best, it. right? It so that's why so like, it's not easier yeah. on the other side. No, there's more crazy mountains for you to climb on the other side, right? Yeah, yeah. You'll feel better. But you get it. Yeah. And you become a better mountain climber. The yes. more mountains you climb. And now you, you climb bigger mountains. At it, yes. And you climb bigger mountains. And it's yeah. not as scary to climb a mountain. No, um, no, no I, Tess. I, no, it's not as scary. We're climbing bigger mountains because we do scary things. <laughs> What I'm getting at is it's not as scary to do scary things as it was the first time you did a scary thing. You know, no, you then you're playing break. small. No, no, no. Then you're just doing no. the same thing. Like you're, so you're climbing up to bigger mountains. You should, you should yeah. be scared. If like the scariest thing you did was in your 20s, then you hate your life. I'm not saying we don't do scary things. We do. We do. And, but I think we recognize that we can do scary things. The more scary things we do, the the scarier things we will continue to do because yes. we have faith that we can do them. You yes. know, we, we stop doubting our ability to do the scary things. Is what I'm getting at. Well, once again, you, we are agreeing. Even if you doubt <laughs> your ability, it's the effort in trying the scary thing that we're rewarding, not our ability yeah. to make it happen. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's it. so yeah. so this is like as fast as I'm like cutting you off. I'm cutting myself off in my head when yeah. I talk. Right. It's like, Oh, yeah, that's yeah. too scary. Scary. What are you talking about? You, you're not allowed to say that now we have to do it. Right. Like the fact that you said that means we have to go up and do it. Yeah. Behind yeah. the mountain, more yeah. mountains. Let's go. I love it. I don't know if you've talked to me about this before. Um, but somebody has, and, um, yeah, the idea of, you know, what, what do you see when you get to the top of the mountain or what do you do when you get to the top of the mountain? You look around and, of course, there are more mountains to be climbed. Um, and it is a perfect, it's a perfect analogy for business ownership, you know, because there are always more mountains. You overcome one thing as a business owner and then there's another thing waiting to be overcome. You know, it's, just, it's just the journey. I, I often say that, you know, business ownership, it's a roller coaster, not a carousel. You know, you, you're going to go up and down. You're not going to go around and around in sedate, gentle circles. 
And you want there to be more mountains. You want there to be more mountains. Of course you do. It's in your blood. Right. You don't want an easier life. You don't actually Mm -hmm. want an easier life. Nobody wants, if you want an easier life, it's because you hate your life right now. You hate what you're doing. Yeah. In the in the and there micro. Are moments when you might. In the so micro. There might be moments. Yes. In the micro. So if I'm tired today, I want an easier life today because I'm tired. Right. If I'm not tired, bring me the mountains. I want more mountains. I'm I'm up for it. You know. So yeah, it's about recognizing where you're at and maybe maybe listening. If you need a break, have a break. But also, you know, don't kid yourself. There's always going to be more mountains. Yeah, I think people give themselves a break too much though. It's real. Mm-hmm. And, and, mm-hmm. and yes, there are times mm-hmm. you have to be gentle mm-hmm. on yourself and like, and taking care of your mental health is a real issue. But I think people, yes. I think, I think like more often than not, people let themselves off the hook when they shouldn't. And then they feel bad about mm-hmm. it afterwards. Yeah, maybe. I know. Yeah. But it's a balance. There is a balance to be found there. Okay. I agree. So I was telling our mutual okay. friend, Mark Drager yeah. about, uh, he says when he does difficult things, he reminds himself of the other difficult things that he's done. And that gives him the boldness to go do the, the difficult thing that he's, a, that he needs to go off and do. And I said, yeah. that's not going to work a lot of times. And he wasn't happy with me. So it's not going to work a lot of times because you're trying to solve a emotional yeah. problem with a logical solution. And what's going to happen is your brain will kick in and say, yeah, but that other difficult thing you'd solved before wasn't the same. This is different. And now you got your head fighting yeah. your head. Yeah. And I told him the answer is you're Mark Drager and you do difficult things. Hmm. Period. You hmm. shut off the whole conversation and the logic. And, and he wasn't buying it. But then he came back and he told me the next week that he went on a treadmill and he was going to run like the fastest that he ever ran. And he was having a really hard time doing it. And he was trying to convince himself that like, listen, I'm the guy who lost 50 pounds and I'm the guy who did all this stuff. And he said it wasn't enough. And then he told himself, I do difficult things. And then he ran it. It's like, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. You have to shortcut it. There's, is there yeah. like a, is there a, a medical, there's gotta be something like this has to have been proven out. Like what's the, how do you like shortcutting like that as opposed to going through the logical argument to an emotional problem? Yeah. What, what, what is that? What's the technical term? Oh, well, I think we, as a, we are a logical species. We, we talk ourselves through situations. We, talk our, we describe our environment. You know, since we developed language, you know, one, that's one of our survival skills is being able to describe our environment. Oh, there's a snake there. I won't go there. I'll go this way instead. You know, that kind of stuff. Um, <clears throat> And then we default to trying to describe our environment to get ourselves through difficult things and talking ourselves through things. And we see it all the time in psychological therapy where people are arguing with themselves. This argue, And all it is, it's another form of procrastination. It's another form of anxiety. It's another form of worry, this constant rabbiting on and arguing with yourself. If you can find something, like you saying, if you can find something that triggers the go switch, like triggers the motivation, triggers the self-belief or triggers the energy uh, that you need to do the thing. Uh, we are wired up. Our brains are wired up in such a way that we also default to efficiency. So if you've done something regularly enough that um, creates a shortcut, your brain will opt for that. That's how, that's how you can drive from point A to point B and not remember the journey because you've become so used to that journey. You've become so used to that drive. Your brain's almost in a little bit of autopilot mode. Um, so there are some things that we can, if we believe them, if we genuinely buy into it, it can act like a shortcut. It can cut you, cut to the chase and get you in there. I mean, Nike, you know, with the Just Do It brand, we're kind of playing on that a little bit. You know, this whole finding something that people can just buy into and believe and, and, and cut the crap, Is this a trigger? cut the chatter, cut the noise. Yeah. And just go and just press the go button. So it's it's sort of playing both sides of the brain. You know, on one hand, we are designed to be logical and and argue everything out. On the other hand, our brains are wired to look for shortcuts. I think we're actually macro-emotional, micro-logical, and all of our logic stuff is just to prove most of the time what our emotions are feeling. 
I think the logic is also, it's also a defensive mechanism. But there's still emotions. Like you're defensive because yeah. of emotion. Yeah. You're afraid. So you find that. a way. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you try yeah. to logic yourself out of it. You try yeah, people say, I'm being a realist. I'm being realistic or I'm trying to plan. Yeah, I'm yeah, trying yeah. to be organized. Yeah. And you're like, afraid. Well, you're, actually, you're scared. <laughs> and you're, yeah. that's right. You're procrastinating and you're calling it something clever like, being organized or planning or being realistic. No, none of that. You're okay. actually just can I, going Can I ask you a crazy question? Sure, so, that'd be crazy though. <laughs> so, so Mark Drager uh, mm -hmm. has always, always uh, prided himself on being a thinker. Yep. And, and but uh, he's been moving. I said, Mark, you, you feel way more than you think. You're just, you just convince mm. yourself that you're a thinker. And uh, on one of our podcasts, he said that his expertise, like what, when he's talking to clients, why he's so great is three things. And I, yeah. one was something, three was something, but second was feeling. And I stopped and said, wait, 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 Mark, your expertise is in feeling? I didn't even catch it. He had said that. Uh, and I told him now, that was like maybe two months ago. Today, he retook his personality test and he came out feeling instead of thinking. Now, whether personalities change and how much you believe in the personality test, mm. Myers-Briggs and whatever. That's not what I'm here to yeah. do. Um, yeah. I actually think everybody is both, but you're, you're a macro feeler first. Everybody's a feeler yeah. first. You're an emotional creature first. There's nobody who's a thinker first. You've just convinced yourself that you are because you live in an emotional state of fear and insecurity, but you're actually a feeler. There are no, there are no thinkers yeah. first. It's just a story. Yeah, the, yeah it's absolutely true. And you think that's true? That's, that's a crazy idea. It's not a crazy idea at all. I think that, that goes against every personality test and all the science and data and research. I mean, I haven't read all that stuff, but. Of course you haven't. We, we, from an evolutionary perspective, our capacity to, to think things through, our, log our ability to logic our way out of things evolved much later. You know, the brain's such an interesting thing. You know, our sense of smell um, bypasses, oh, I'm not going to go into it, but basically like you can look at the brain and look at from an evolution perspective, what developed first. Um, sense of smell developed first. And so, you know, as a survival thing, we're able to smell danger and smell our way around things. You know, it, intuition, whatever you want to call it, sensitivity, uh, awareness, emotion, whatever you want to call it, that stuff is all survival based. And the ability to logic our way out of things came later. And it's the same. You look at a baby. A baby is reacting to its environment. It's communicating when it's crying. It's communicating. It's seeking help. It's seeking safety. It's seeking reassurance. And it's seeking nurturing, feeding, changing, all those things. But it's seeking support and nurturing. Um, baby, baby isn't logic, logicking its way through life. Mm -hmm. But a baby can be taught to override its own instincts, just as a mother can be taught or a father can be taught to override their own parenting instincts if they listen to the wrong parenting book. Don't get so, me started on that stuff. So, wait, so, so anybody can, who self-identifies, anybody who self-identifies as a thinker more than a feeler mm -hmm. is in denial. It can be, well, not necessarily because oh, it can come become, on, <laughs> wait, it can become your default setting if you train yourself to override your instincts. A lot of people do that. Like how many people have you spoken to who have really good instincts? I mean, most of my mentoring clients, most of my, you know, when I'm working clinically with people who are new parents, they mostly have really sound instincts, but they're doubting themselves and they're overriding the feelings that they're having and overlaying logic on top of that. And then they get stuck in this logic loop. I think, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. but and then, that's where the doubt, you know, you know yeah. but, but then the default isn't logic. The default is still emotion, which is fear that then gets disguised mm -hmm. as logic. Yes. 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 So if you self identify Brain. as a logical thinker, instead of a feeler, you're in denial. Mm. For, for a lot of people. There are some people, there are some people. There almost are some people. We almost had it. I would say for most people, for most people, if we, all, all, all things being equal, for most people, it, 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 yeah, it's a habit. It's a protective habit. 
It's just fear. If you self-identify as a thinker, yeah. most you're just things, scared. Most things. Yeah, most things are just fear. You know, most things. When we're, when we're hesitating to do things, when we're not we listening are, to we're our inner wisdom. You know, anyway, good. Yeah. I thought that I would go a lot rougher than it did, to be honest. That goes were against a lot. A fight? Were you trying to pick a fight? With no, 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 no. I was not. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I even vocalized that to anybody yet. That's the first time you even talked about it. Because I value okay. your perspective. Cool. I was expecting a lot uh, more like scientific rigor and like, no, there's people who are like this from my client work. Well, there are. There, of course, there are, you know, they, you know, we are not all identical, but I think most people, most people when they're hesitating and they're overlaying logic, they're doing it because they're scared. They're not trusting their instincts. They're not trusting that inner voice that's telling them. They're not listening. But I, I see it they're as They're overriding. Like, I, I see the percentage of when you see most people, that's, that's a, mm. that's a big, like it could be a lot of things. I see it as like saying most yeah, okay. people don't enjoy killing people, but some do, right? Like yeah, right. the point oh 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 one percent right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But we can be talking about someone who's had brain injury or someone who has, right. uh, you know, some kind of neuro Okay, but is that what um, you're talking about? Or are you talking about like a wider gap? What's most people? The average person on the street. Okay. You know, I think, yeah, well, that's what I say, all things being equal. Yeah, yeah, yeah all but, being equal. But things aren't equal. If you're saying, okay, unless you've had a brain injury, which is like a tiny percentage of people. No, no, no. But, you know, there are small, there's lots of, there's lots of one percenters out there. So one percent of people will have a personality disorder or one percent of people will have had, uh, you know, a, a brain injury of X type or you know we can pick we can pick pick the eyes okay. out of but, but all that's the different like reasons why someone might be different but i'm saying you're talking overall, like the vast majority correct almost all of humanity just yes, the crazy outliers i asked them yes. okay <laughs> well i haven't talked to them <laughs> I think, I think that's legit. I think, I, so I think, I think personality tests need to be redone or I think anybody who is identifies as a thinker uh, needs extra work and extra, extra love and extra care. And I should just add, you know, just as a general caveat, because obviously this is a public forum, uh, you know, be really careful with online personality tests. If you want a proper personality test done and you, you, you go and speak with someone who's trained in conducting personality assessments, um, you know, don't just fill in something online and, and interpret it yourself because it, it will be different every time you do it and your personality won't be different day to day. Your personality is constant. You can have traits that change over time like confidence and outspokenness and extroversion and all that sort of stuff can sort of shift and change over time and with maturity, but generally speaking, um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff available on the internet uh, that people over put too much emphasis on the power of. So just, just that, that's just a little bit of a caveat. There. Don't pay attention to those internet personality tests. Instead, oh, pay attention don't. to this internet YouTube video, because this yes. is truth. This is the bomb. Yes. Yes, I was supposed to take it easy, not get riled up, relax my voice. <laughs> I failed in my attention. I'll have to do better next time. <laughs> well, it wouldn't have been anywhere near as much fun if you'd been all, all you know, on the down low. <laughs> the goal wasn't fun. The goal was calm. The goal is always fun. Come on. <laughs> all right. So oh, what's my homework? Now dog hair on my nose. Oh, God. Homework. Look after your throat, look after your energy and continue to be awesome. That's all I've got for you today. Cause I'm, my brain is still on a boat. I've been sitting here swaying the whole time. <laughs> I need to, I need to inject more authentic, uh, more the vulnerability. I got to find a way to inject more vulnerability still into all my conversations. Well, just tune into the sensitivity of it. So notice, yeah. just noticing the opportunity. Yeah. Uh, look, and going but, with it. Looking for it. I'm searching for it. Yeah. I got to search because for it. Because it's, it's almost like this is part of, you know, you're built to serve. Part of your mission is to actually illustrate to your audience your humanity so that they can feel, mm -hmm. oh, well, if Evan can overcome this thing or if Evan can have days like that or if Evan can have moments like that, then I can do hard things too or I can do scary things too. Um, 
I shared with some of my mentoring clients my first ever live stream video. And, oh man, it's so ugly. It's so bad. And, um, and I said to them, I hate it. I hate showing this. I hate the fact that it's still on, on YouTube, but it will always be there. Yeah. Because I need, I need you to see. I mean, it's actually when I look at, you know, as far as videos go, it's fine. Like it's actually fine. But I was so intensely nervous when I did that thing. And so for me, it's really important that they understand that when they're nervous, because they've not done a lot of live streaming or any live streaming yet, um, I, you know, don't look at how confident I am now and think I can never be that. Look at how nervous I was then. And, and oh, well, she overcame it, then maybe I can too. You know, it's really important to share that with your audience, the humanity. There's a lot of stuff that I believe and I do that is mm. weird and not relatable. Mm. So that's where this piece yeah. really helps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. I'm going awesome. to, I'm going to keep working on it. I'm going to, I'm going to get better. Alrighty. I'm going to get better. It's the Alrighty. next evolution. Appreciate the All love. Right. Dr. Test world renowned Always. psychologist. No. <laughs> psychic. Not world. No. Mentalist. Not, no, dog trainer. Dog troublemaker. Lover. And yes. And what was it? What else did I add that you really liked? Was it provoca provocateur? Provocateur. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was provocateur. It? Was it? Yeah, yeah. Provocateur. You like mm, the provocateur. That'll do. Yeah. I did yeah. like that. Yeah. And yeah, and yeah. secret James Trouble. Bond spy with her with yeah. her ginger purse. You see that? I'm boss totally not a Bond purse. girl. I am not a Bond girl. I am Bond. No, no, no. She's yeah, the spy. She is the she's the killer. Yeah, totally. She's got the purse. Says <laughs> boss lady. There's 14 assassin numbers the in there. It's Go 14, check her out. Yes. Appreciate you, Tess. Much love. Bye. You too. Bye. If you want to see the last time Tess and I connected when I was in Puerto Rico, check out the video right there next to me. I think you'll enjoy it. Continue to believe, and I'll see you there. So I've got good news and bad news for you. People loved it. Like, people freaked out. I had a standing ovation at the end of it. I think that's the magic. Like, that is yeah. the magic of Evan Carmichael.